The Korean Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by The Lodge Hotel, famous for food, functions and fantastic value. Hi, welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast. Um, we're getting very, very close to Christmas now. Um, I see some of the shops have got their Christmas decorations up and, and their and their wares on sale. So uh, that's a bit scary. But we'll, we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about Christmas Boxing Day later on in the podcast. Um, just before we start, a big thank you as ever to our sponsors, Lodge Hotel Korean. Um, and if you're looking for somewhere to go for Christmas, for maybe a Christmas do or whatever, uh, why not check out Elliot's Bistro over the, the month of December and into January. Um, you can check uh, something from the Bistro menu or the more traditional festa feast of choice is yours. And lunch and dinner are served daily. And my advice would be if you want to book, ring them, book early because it will get busy. So that done, without further ado, I'll uh, say hello to my co-host as ever, Johnny McNabb. Johnny, how are you today? Yes, Damien, all good. Um, as you say, it's getting scarily, sort of feels like Christmas is coming along very, very shortly. And I've seen the Christmas music's on and stuff and shops are stacked with Christmas stuff as well. So I haven't seen a tree yet, um, but early for all that carry on. But uh, yeah, and all these things just fly in and... It just seems one week after the other, if there's a podcast to be recorded, I think. So, aye, the week's just flying and the game's just come thick and fast, I suppose. They do, and uh, I'm delighted to say that we, uh, we're joined this afternoon. Our special guest on the podcast is none other than Korean goalkeeper Marty Gallagher. Marty, a very, very good afternoon to you. Um, how did we find you today? Damien, how's it going? Johnny, how you doing? Um, all good today. My day off work, so... Uh... Just chilling out today and uh, got the wines up and ready for school this morning. So we're training tonight, so we'll take it easy now until then. Very good. Um, yeah, you say you, you have the day off. and what, what what do you do on a day off, Marty? I mean, you live up in Derry, I, I presume. Do you just take it easy knowing that you have training and your football? Is it just a, a, a case of just relaxing and, and, and taking it easy? Is that what happens? I, I live in Derry as well, so do. So uh, um, just up this morning. Have a, the wee girl, she's five, so she the wee boy, he's 12, so the two at school. So up, busy morning this morning, uh, getting her ready for school and that, and um, get her out the door, and then for myself, and then day off, I'll just chill out, just went and got a coffee there, um, and uh, we're not up road now, until, we'll leave there about six o'clock, so uh, I just take it easy until then. Very re- good. Re- relax. <clears throat> it's, very, it's very important, isn't it? I mean, it's nice having a day off in the middle of the week too, I think, as well. It just sort of breaks the week up nicely for you, doesn't it? Hi, definitely. I need it surely. Need a wee day off here and there. Yeah, um, especially coming up to Christmas as well. Recharge a battery, so yeah, all madness. Indeed. And Johnny, he's just after saying that he's off today as well. I mean, I, I wish I had a job like you boys. Hey? <laughs> Damien, you're off every day, what are you on with? I'm flexi time, Johnny. Flexi time. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, well, once we get the podcast out of the way, there's two dogs here that need walk, so I think it will be a case of that. Um, you you mentioned you're training tonight. That's Wednesday, Marty, and and you're leaving at six. And the, the good thing, I suppose, from your point of view, playing for Korean, there's 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 a, a a good collection of Korean or dairy boys coming down 
to train. I mean, it's makes life easier. I mean, doesn't it? I mean, when you're coming down, how many how many is there that comes to it down now? Um, I think there'll be eight or nine of us now at the moment going down. We need to get a money bus sorted. Um, so I would take three cars down, uh, including Marty McCann. Obviously, he's the coach, and then the players in as well. So it's good crack and all. It's um, good crack traveling down. It's only forty minutes down the road, so I know it's good now. It's definitely good. I would say there's some. I would say there's some crack talk on the cars on the way down. Who who would be? Who's the main joker? Like when you're coming down to matches or training, who would be the joker among the, the boys? Um, I don't know about the joker, but ones they avoid anyway be Aaron Jarvis and Stephen O'Donnell. You try and avoid them too, because <laughs> um, your head is melted by the time you're out of the yard training. Uh, in terms of joker, probably Mickey McCrudden. He likes to mess about and act a wax so it is to be fair. So, but no, it's a good good group of boys. No, uh, it's good crack traveling down there definitely. I'm I'm just thinking. I, I remember way back, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the I think maybe the sixties or seventies. Uh, Frankie Moffat and that would probably tell you better than I did. But back then, there was always a very very strong connection with Derry footballers playing for Korean, and there was at a time a minibus that took all the Derry players down to Korean, and and there was a guy, Jackie, I think it was. Somebody will tell me who it was. And he actually drove the minibus and took the boys from Derry down to matches and training and back up again. I mean, that's something that you could sort of look at re- re- restarting. Aye, definitely. Aye. Um, we'd have to get a driver first. <laughs> but uh, aye, we're, on, we're on with getting a, a minibus here at the start of the year because there's that many of But oh, no, it's, listen, there's, as I say, eight or nine of us and you take a turnaround driving down. So um, you're not driving every night as well. You know, it's... Uh, one in every three three drives or whatever, so it's not too bad. No, I mean, Johnny, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, it's like when you're coming down and, and the crack is good in the car for training or for matches, It's it, it certainly helps, doesn't it? And the fact that Marty's saying you, he's only maybe driving once every three weeks or something as well, it's it's nice too because you're not always driving and, and you're not coming down on your own. And, and I suppose that helps when you're trying to prepare for matches and for training. Yeah, it's good, and obviously it gets a good bond with the players, and I'm sure Marty would know all the guys anyway, regardless of whether they played for Korea or not. So, no, yeah, especially coming in the winter too, the dark nights and the time you leave for training it's dark, and the time you're coming home it's dark as well. So, um, oh yeah, it helps, and I'm sure there's a few sore heads in the morning, but sure, that's 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 all part of the that's all part of the crack. Uh, that's like me when I'm driving you to the games, Johnny. Like, <laughs> well, Damien, uh, you know, I was going to say that, but yeah, I, I, I've matured there, Damien, so we'll leave, we'll leave, say, we'll leave Marty, the comments to you. Mar- Marty, Johnny's all very good. He's all very chatty in the way up. See if Korean lose a game, there's not a... Yeah, not a word out of him, man, I. Not a word out of him, like, and I'll try to start a conversation, and it's just like, it's not happening, like, it takes it so seriously. No, I, I, need, I need half an hour to... They 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 gather my thoughts and sympathies and then I'm and then I'm back to normal. Back back slagging them dairy boys then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Johnny mentioned that the fact that you, you probably knew them. I mean, do you, coming from like a place like Derry, which is a city, but it's not that big either. I mean, is it a case that you all know each other even before you came to Korean that you would have known all the players here and and even all the Derry ones at the other clubs in the Irish League too? You would all know each other when you growing up. I would surely. I there's a, a league in Derry, Derry, Derry and District. So, um, I myself, I actually never played in that league before. But all through youth, all the boys would have played. So they would have played against each other or along with each other and stuff. So, um, 
Look, no, he would have always crossed paths, um, either playing along with each other youth level or against each other. So, um, and then as you say, there's other players from Derry playing the Irish League as well. So, no, you would know you would know quite a lot to be fair. And, uh, and then Kieran Farn, he's from uh, Ciaranduna, which is just about forty minutes down the road, down Donegal. So, he would travel with us as well. And Andy Scott as well on our side, he's from uh, Castle Derrick, so he would jump on with us too. So, no, it's a good group, definitely a good group of lads and on. And you know, Derry City as well as a a hotbed of football. I mean, there's there's been talented footballers coming out of Derry for years. The Irish League is again as well populated with them. What is it do you think that makes Derry such a a good production place for footballers, Marty? Is it is it just like the fact that it's a football city, or what is it about it? I think that's it. It's just a football city, isn't it? And I know whenever I was growing up, you were from the way to out in the street kicking about with a ball and you would have came home for your dinner and back out to the street kicking about with a ball and stuff. So um and there's that many youth clubs and uh youth teams set up around the city as well. So there's so there's always somewhere in communities, different communities that would have a football team. Um and schools as well. There's always uh different people from outside coming into the schools teaching football and uh, it's a great opportunity for young people now at the minute. Um because say there's that many different uh different football teams and, and stuff they get involved in. So, But uh, it's always been a football city and there's always been talent. Even, like, I was born in 1990. I always remember my age group growing up. Some of the players was just crazy, the talent. Um, who, 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 the who, who, would, who would have been in that sort of group, Marty? Um, from Derry would have been a boy called Sean Lynch, who I remember, he was unbelievable, just the talent. Amazing, straight would have been a forward. Everybody in England was looking for him at the time. Um, one of my mates as well, Yundo Kane, because actually he actually came back from England and played for Korean for a few months. Right. Um, another one of my be- probably one of my best friends, Shane Ferguson, who's still over in England. Um, so no, there's always been talent around the city, and that, and uh, definitely there's always someone coming up that from the youth, and uh, no, it's it's. Definitely a good spot, mate, for, for footballers. Uh, I mean, it, it is remarkable, Johnny, the amount of Derry players. Like Marty's mentioned, just a few that are playing in England. And there's other ones like James McLean and uh, what do you call him? Oh, used to play for Brighton. Shane, Shane Duffy. Shane you know, Duffy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's loads. I mean, Johnny, it's it's remarkable, isn't it? For, you know, Derry's a relatively small city. It's the amount of players that they produce is crazy. And, and Korean are lucky to have always had a strong connection with the city. Yeah, they, they have. And, you know, and funny, I'm already mentioned you and O'Kane and we were chatting about the Sky game and it was against Glenavon at home and you and O'Kane just ran the show and then he went off to England. So, um, no, yeah, I think they've always benefited. And I think, you know, if players don't want to go down the, the full-time route of Derry or, or a long travel, Corian's probably the next best option. And I think all the Derry lads would say they're, they're well-treated Corian and stuff like that. So, no, yeah, I think before we're situated at... Um, with being so, so close to the area, I suppose that um we've sort of reaped the benefits of that if the player doesn't want to go full time or, or 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 travel along. So no, yeah, it works. It has worked really really well for us. And you know, after look down the years, you know, I suppose you get Darren McCauley and I know Jimmy McGonagall's Dungavin, but that's not too far away. So no, it's definitely the last 10, 15 years, especially we've we've really reaped the the benefits of that. And <clears throat> even before that, I mean, I'll go back. Felix Healy, you know, there are. 
you know, people at the Korean will tell you that Felix Healy is their favorite ever Korean player. Marty, you're probably too young to remember Felix probably as a player, right. but I just about caught him. I mean, what a player he was. But I mean, he's equally probably as revered in Derry as, as he is in Korean. I definitely you always hear uh, Felix's name mentioned uh, with Derry supporters and that. Um, I think he won the treble plan that year um, with Derry. That's right. He was a he was he was a manager of Derry as well at the stage, and um, no, he's he's obviously a big character in Derry, and uh, a lot of a lot of people are very fond of him. And, and just a bit of an all around cool dude, isn't he as well? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bit of, bit of a singer, isn't he? He's, he's there's, people, there's people that look at Felix and he's at showgrounds as if it's God. Like I'm not even exaggerating. There is people that literally stare at him, and you think it's like the biggest celebrity you've ever seen. You know, it's it's. But yeah, no, I think he's like one of my dad's favorite ever players. He obviously. He's a wee he got a cap too, doesn't he? He's, he's got a cap. He did. Or, uh, he's the last. He's the last Irish league player to play he, at World Cup. Well, uh, you know, you you imagine right, 1982, Northern Ireland make the World Cup finals in Spain, and Felix Healy is playing for Korean at the time, and as part of the Northern Ireland squad. Captain by Martin O'Neill with Pat Jennings, Sammy McElroy, boys like that, and Felix Healy's in them. I mean, could you even begin to imagine that happening now, Marty? I like you're just messing up now, and I'm crazy. Like, obviously, that's well before my time. I wouldn't have knew that, but um, but no, it's amazing. Like, the career he's obviously had playing and stuff like that. And as you say, play for Korean to go play in the World Cup finals is. It's amazing. I think, from memory, like he was part of the squad, and I think he did get on a sub in one of the games. But that's the equivalent now of I don't know somebody like within Korean or Northern uh, or Linfield being part of the Northern Ireland World Cup squad at the finals, not in the European, not in the qualifying campaign, but actually in the finals along Whiteside. Ah, it's just it's crazy and. But then that's he was probably just a one-off talent because, you know, with all the talk now about the way that Irish league football is getting more and more professional and all the rest, it certainly wasn't professional like back then in eighty-two. So that makes it even more remarkable, doesn't it? Definitely, yeah. He must have been a he must have been some talent. Now, to be fair, they 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 play in the World Cup finals. Uh, but uh, no, as I said, you would always heard him mentioned within Derry supporters and that. And, um, as I say, I wouldn't have ever seen him play football before, but uh, I just from my dad talking about him or my granddad talking about him, would always heard him mentioned and stuff like that. Some boy, what about Marty? How I mean, your own career, like, um, how did you end up with Korean then? Obviously, I think looking back, you were instituting dairy now, but maybe just tell us how you ended up with Korean yourself. Um, I was uh. Previously, Corina was at Institute for eight years. I was there. Um, I enjoyed my time there. It was a good club, good local club. Um, but whenever the opportunity came, they they leave, they go to Corina. It was a no brainer, like and um, from the minute I walked in, I was welcomed with open arms and everyone around the club. Um, from a player's point of view, it's, it's spoiled rotten. So you are couldn't have been you couldn't be looked after any better up there. To be honest, it's really really top top club and uh, as I say we're spoiled up there and uh, it's a professional setup and you got your eyes open once you went from no disrespect but from Institute to Korean it's um, definitely a step up now 
And you would have came, I think, was it 2018, am I right in thinking? Uh, 2018, yeah, me and Aaron Jarvis signed the same day, and that us, uh, the three of us actually signed the same day, I so it was a summer of 2018, I think it was almost just back from Scotland. Oh, yes, right, uh-huh. Whenever yes, we, we, whenever we signed, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, obviously, as you say, again, no disrespect to Institute, but coming to Korean because the 2017 season, they'd just come very, very close to winning the league. They had obviously won then the Irish Cup. You were coming to a club that at that time was the top one or two teams in that league. I mean, that, as a player, as an individual, that's a big big opportunity for you and a big challenge as well, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Um, I knew what I was stepping on. They were never uh, that sign. Um, I think they won the Irish Cup the two years previous to that and as you say they came close to win the league I think they finished second was it the Crusaders maybe a bit in the league that year or Lumfield was it um, but no definitely I knew it was a big challenge and uh, Chris Jones was the keeper then whenever I signed so it was a great opportunity to work along with Chris and me and him have developed a friendship now like we would still chat even now um, we'd still keep in contact and that so no it was it was a as I say it was a no brainer um, I love my time in Institute it's a great club Um it's good to see that they've got that development now through for their for their own football ground after what they went through with the Riverside and that. Um, but for any player, they go from a month to they call in, they, they wouldn't have to think twice about it, and especially to work on their own as well. Um, as I say, he was just home from Scotland. So, no, it was a great opportunity, and I was, I'm very, very thankful for it. And that's the thing, I, I, I guess, about goalkeepers, you mean they're... They're kind of distinct from the other players on on the pitch as well. You always hear that you have to be a bit mad to be a keeper, but we'll put that aside for the moment. But what I was going to say is that, like the goalkeeping, there's a goalkeeping union and there's a real brotherhood there because, as you say, Chris Johns was there when you came, and you're you're still good friends with Chris. And then Gareth Dean is obviously at the club now as well, and you and him vie for the number one spot. But it always appears, and it seems that goalkeepers tend to help and support each other no matter who's number one or not number one. Is that right? Is that something that's in there amongst goalkeepers more so than other players? Uh, definitely. I, um, me and Gareth, you know, we get on brilliant. We train brilliant together. We push each other to the limits um, and we have a good friendship as well off the pitch. Um, like the two of us, whenever there's a goal, goes on Fingers always pointed at the goalkeepers, whereas me and you are for like, no, not. it's not. <laughs> These boys can do a bit better up a pitch. Um, but no, dear, listen, it's good to have that relationship with um, your fellow goalkeeper and um, with the goalkeeping coach as well, Michael Doherty, um, who previously played for Coleraine, so he knows what it takes. They, they play at the highest level as well. Um, so no, the, three, the three of us, we, we, we work brilliant together and uh, I love it. It's, it's great. It is. It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I, ju- I just happened to notice something there. Uh, was it today or yesterday? Um, Arsenal, Aaron Ramsdale's dad having a bit of a, bit of a, bit of a, I don't know what you would call it. He was talking about his son the other way. I, about the dad wasn't too happy. I mean, can you see where he's come from? Or if you were his son, would you be going, dad, shut up? <laughs> um, Oh, listen, Arsenal's at a different level. <laughs> um, 
But uh, you can see where he's coming from as well. He's probably that frustration is just uh, coming out of him and he, he feels like he has to they probably go and express himself or, or say what he has to say. But um, I'm sure as a goalkeeper, you know, you just want to get in the training pitch and work as hard as you can, keep your head down and keep out of all that media stuff and keep you know, keep it quiet, as quiet as you can and just go about your business and, and do what you can to get back in the team, I suppose. Exactly. I mean, do, do you get frustrated if you're not number one, say you're you're playing for a while and Gareth then comes in and, and then you're not playing? Is it natural then you just get frustrated or do you just get the head down, as you say, and just keep oh. working as hard as you can? Um, That's it. I look, everyone gets frustrated if they're not playing. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a goalkeeper or a midfielder or a striker. It doesn't matter where you're, especially if you're on a team for one of the games and then you're taking another team. But look, it's not about you at the end of the day. It's about... Uh, your team and a fan playing or if you are playing the two of us will have each other's back and you know, I'll support him and I'll do my best for him for the warm up or training sessions before games and stuff to get him ready and, and he'll do the same for me so um, look as I say everyone wants to play um, it's a short career you want to play games but um, it's not about you at the end of the day it's about the team isn't it so mm-hmm. you can't really spit the dumb out and and uh, and you just have to be professional and get on with. <clears throat> well, that's it. I suppose, Johnny, that's that, that's the guys know that, don't they? They're you know they're there. They're as, you, as Marty said, they're professionals. They get paid to do a job for the team. Ultimately, it's up to the management to decide who's playing and who's not playing. But it's it's interesting and refreshing to hear Marty just saying it. It's all about the team. It's not about the individuals. And I suppose that's the way it has to be. And it's the same at any successful club, isn't it? Hundred percent, and you know, starting elevens win games, but squads win titles and and trophies and everything else. So it's a squad game, and you know, Marty obviously played a good chunk of the season so far, and, and Garv's played a good chunk of the season as well. So, um, probably the toughest thing for a goalkeeper is it's not very likely to be a change during a game. Whereas you know, we could bring on another striker or another midfielder or another defender. So, um, but yeah, no, the goalkeeping union always seems to be very very tight knit, um, especially in the last you know five six years or whatever, and even with Chris and. And Gareth there along, along with Marty or whoever it is and, and Dog and, and all the other keepers we've had. So um no, yeah, it is. It's all about it's all about the team, obviously. And look, if, if Gareth starts on Saturday, I know Marty takes a, the warm up seriously and, and helps him and same with Dog and if the other choosing the other fit, if Marty's starting, I'm sure Gareth and, and Dog want to help me as well. So um yeah, goalkeepers they're they're all mad and they all stick together. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, for example, I remember Gareth missed a couple of games. He had bad sciatic on his back, and I remember him just shouting at Marty, "Come on, Marty!" and stuff like that, and keeping him going and and stuff like that from the sideline. So, no, listen. Um, at the end of the day, they're they're all looking after each other, and that's and that and that's the main thing. Yeah, it's funny what you said there, Johnny, about <clears throat> during games. You know that you can maybe change other players in midfield, defense, attack, or whatever, and you don't normally change the goalkeepers. And it just made me think about the League Cup game against Balamina. I mean. It has been happened before. I think I can't remember which manager or club changed the goalkeeper specifically when it came to the penalty shootout. Um, I'm thinking about the Balamina 44 penalties, Marty. Was there who's the better penalty saver between you and Gareth? <laughs> was there any chance of you coming on? <laughs> I don't know. Owen was turning around as the clock was ticking before penalty shootout. He was turning around looking at the bench and I was standing up. One gives a shout there. Yeah, get me on, get me on, but uh. No, here, listen, Gareth, they referred him as well. He he, he had uh, the courage to step up and had two penalties as well and scored the two penalties. So, no, look, penalties are a lot, right, isn't it? It's, it's the strikers, the striker of the ball is meant they score and the goalkeepers 
not a meant to save it as such. But um, here that was crazy last week. It was, <laughs> it, was, I, it, was it was getting it was it was getting born. It was a Holland thing. It was Van Hal. He Holland. changed the keeper. He he brought on uh, Tim Krul Tim, in the World Cup. Tim Krul, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, and I think I said this in the podcast last week. I I thought Sean O'Neill might. I thought he might have subbed Sean O'Neill on. He's good, decent penalty kick. Uh, to be honest, but. Mm. Whether or not that would have just ruined uh, Johnson's sort of confidence, it's it's, one, it's hard to you know it's hard to sort of end That's of a hard one. at the end of the day you know um, there's forty four penalties taken and you know Sam Johnson wasn't the reason that Balamina you know didn't go through they, they had two chances they went and didn't go through so um, oh yeah um, how if you'd have had a penalty Marty how would you think you'd have you'd have got on would you have just smashed it or would you <laughs> or would you have done like right. a, or would you have done a panenka panenka I fancy myself. I would fancy myself. They had a penalty the other day. No, head head down and just smash the ball and hope hope, hope it goes on the back of the head. Just <laughs> because any, anybody watching you, Marty, in goal, you, you, you sort of the way you play, you, you look like you fancy yourself as you can play out outfield as well. <laughs> after ten minutes, took me <laughs> off. And after ten minutes, so so me off again. Oh no! Listen here. The way the game's going as well, um, I think goalkeepers have to uh, develop and and they have to get better with their feet. Uh, you can see at the highest level. Um, you look at Ederson for Man City. You know, I love watching him. Love watching. Just put on a Man City game and I would just sit and watch Ederson all day. His distribution, his footwork, it's amazing. Like. So uh, so why not the Irish League? Why not youth level? Why, why are we all not doing it? So... Um, so that's something that we all have to be uh be good at as well, you know, especially to help out our defence and stuff and um start up play and stuff like that. So you, no, I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind running the ball. You know, I think Marty, but as a goalkeeper, there's nearly a lot more emphasis now on how good you are with the ball at your feet, never mind using your hands, which you're sort of there to you. That's as we bit mad, I think, as well. Like but Ederson, as you say, like look at the many assists he's had for a goalkeeper, it's it's mental. I know as you said, you're spot on, like I would speak to people now. Um, Brian Maher at Derry. Um, I think he's 21, 22. He's only a young, young goalkeeper. And people say to me, he's amazing. Top, top, top goalkeeper. Um, and I would say, well, what's he like? Or whatever. And the first thing they would, they would give me, the first example would be, oh, his foot, his feet. He's brilliant with the ball, his feet, through his footwork and stuff. So I think that's what people look at now. Um <laughs> That would give you the edge over all our goalkeepers, whereas a goalkeeper, you're meant to be good with your hands, you're meant to be a good shot stopper. Um, but if you're good with your feet as well, then you've got that we uh, that we difference or that we that we edge on all our goalkeepers. Mm. I mean, goalkeeping is constantly changing, Marty, as well. And you know, you're probably over thirty now. Have you had to restyle your game as you go along? Hi, uh, I turned thirty-three here a couple of weeks ago, um, so I'm getting on a bit. Um, uh, but but hold on, I mean that's still relatively young for a goalkeeper. Ah, it is surely, I it is surely definitely. Um, look, I I actually I've dipped my hand on the wee bit of coaching there. Um, I'm coaching now with two eight-year-old goalkeepers uh, in the city, um, and it's something that I really really enjoy. Uh, giving someone back, trying to help them out, but uh. I would like sort of take sessions and take session plans and I would do a wee bit with footwork and stuff like that and balls at your feet and stuff because as I say that's the way the game's going now. Um and goalkeepers have to definitely have to be like a, as good as outfield players. Um as well as 
doing what a goalkeeper has to do. Shot stop, uh, good hands and stuff like that. So no, the game is developing and it's it's good. It's good to see. It's good to change um, up. Yeah, and I'd be right in thinking too, Johnny, that Korean's style of play has changed over the years too. I mean, used to be maybe the ball was, you know, you know, from back to front quickly up to maybe Skinner Bradley or something. And now it appears there's a lot more playing out from the back and stuff as well. So you can actually see Korean's style of play as well as a goalkeeper sort of changing as, as time goes on. Yeah, and I think the pitch is a big help with that too and help, you know, obviously the water the pitch and stuff for the game and the goalkeepers can start attacks and, and spread the ball about. So oh yeah, I, I definitely do think the style of play has, has definitely changed. Um and obviously with Gareth and, and Marty, especially Marty, I'm not just saying he's on the podcast very, very good with the ball at his feet. So um it lends, you know, that obviously lends lends a good hand and building attacks and, and keeping possession going maybe rather than lumping the ball up and maybe the ball coming straight back down to you. So um, no, yeah, I think the pitch has, has definitely been a big, a big help in that. It, it just seems to be the way football is going. Yeah, know, no, locally, locally, England, everywhere. Um, but ultimately, Marty, it's about like, a goalkeeper's job is about keeping the ball out of the goal, out of the net. And you mentioned something earlier that when a goal goes in, a lot of the times, you know, people look automatically, firstly, at the goalkeeper because they're the last line of defence. But and as you rightly say. A lot of the times, part of the responsibility is what happens further out of the pitch. And, you know, Korean have always been noted for a, a strong defence and being mean in defence. And this year, they've maybe conceded more than normal. And am I right in thinking that, from a goalkeeper's point of view, it's probably been difficult because I think Johnny and I have talked about it this year before in the podcast that we've never really had a settled back for a lot of the games. It's been a lot of changing because of injuries, suspensions, whatever, and that doesn't help a goalkeeper, Marty, does it? Um, well, I think as a goalkeeper, you know, it's uh, your mentality. If you have a strong mentality at the end of the day, um, <laughs> you, there's no hiding place out there as a goalkeeper. Whereas straight fielders, you can you can hide, <laughs> you can definitely hide. But uh, for for us in, in in goals, you know, it's it's about having a mentality as you know. Uh, Next ball, or you know, get on it and just forget about it and stuff like that. You know, I, I've made many, many, many mistakes. You know, but I'll not hide. I'll, uh, I'll definitely not hide or shirt responsibility. Um, whereas the back four, you know, um, it has been tough. Yeah, there has been injuries. You know, obviously the, the most uh, noticeable one, Stephen O'Donnell, hasn't hasn't really played this year at all. You know, he's had a bad injury with his knee. Um, who is a massive character in the back four. Um. Just for his leadership, more than anything else. But I think a Kieran Farn stepped on in the last few games. He's been fantastic. You know, he's been really, really good. Um, I don't think he's put a foot wrong to be fair. And we have kept a few clean sheets now recently as well, which is good. Um, and it's just all about getting that momentum of clean sheets. You know, if you get one, then you'll get another one, and you'll keep it going. Um, builds confidence as well. But. As one would always say, clean sheets isn't about the goalkeeper, the back four, it's about the whole team. We have to all work as a defensive unit and work hard. And um, I, we are, we're starting to they get recently now clean sheets and that. And no, no, it's definitely, definitely something that needs to be built on um, this year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been a few 
some good performances this year from the team and some maybe not so good by general admission. Um, do you think it's difficult just it's been stop start. Do you think we're getting to the stage now where maybe you say there's been a couple of clean sheets, a couple of good performances and a win or two. Is it now time that you can maybe see things developing at the team starting just to get a little bit of momentum and a little bit of confidence, which maybe has been lacking? Um, that's it. Uh, look, I always think of winning's a habit, losing's a habit. Um, we've won the last few games now. can't think of the top of my head. But winning is a habit um, and it breeds confidence throughout the squad, throughout everybody. Um, we had a good result there last weekend against Cruz um, and then they back it up with the bottom, you know. You know, I know it went to penalties, but it's still a victory, still a win. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday night wasn't the game that will long in the memory, definitely not, but it's a clean sheet. It's a point on mm-hmm. the board and it'll take confidence on the Friday now. You'll go away to Lauren. Um, you're going to that game with Lauren, having won and well, won two and drew one last mm-hmm. three. So, you know, as I say, you know, I won that game away to Lauren with, with that behind you instead of defeats behind you. So, yeah, it's a, it's winning's a habit, losing's a habit. Um, so it's just getting getting that right, you know. Hi, and do you notice a difference then on the back of that? Because I was a clean sheet away at Crusaders in the league and a clean sheet at home to the Glens. In between time, you won and showed a lot of character coming through in Pallies at Balamina. Do you then notice that when you go to train, for example, tonight, that people have a bit of a pep in their step? looking ahead to Lauren because they've now got that wee bit of, yes, you know, we can look forward to Lauren as, as opposed to dreading going there. Definitely. I, um, I think training, to be honest, uh, it's always, there's always that wee bit of bite, that wee bit of, everyone knows it's a competitive squad. Um, if you ask anyone, anyone of the squad, they'd all say that they should be playing. They'd all say that they want to be playing. So, it gives that good age of training. You know, um, training's competitive. It's as competitive as a match. Um, you know that old thing train as you play um, so no I've, with victories behind you with ones behind you it gives you a wee bit of confidance going on the training and stuff like that but I think we train with us anyway if you came to watch us there's always that bite there's always that aggression there's always that competitive edge um, and just to get ready ultimately for the weekend for a game I, I mean Johnny like as as Marty said, Monday night's game's not going to live long in anybody's memory. Nil nil, clean sheet was very important. Chevy could have won it towards the end, could have got all three points. There were, I suppose, shoots there that you can look at it and think that there's something there that you can build on. And obviously, going to the home of the champions, Larn on Friday is a tough ask, but you can go there with a certain degree of confidence in the back of the last two or three games. Yeah, defensively, the Glens probably should have scored in the first half, but I think after half time, I don't think they overly created too much. More in the second half, probably the last 15, 20 minutes, we had a couple of good chances as well. And I think if, if Chevy hadn't missed the last three games, he maybe would have had that wee bit of sharpness and maybe would, would have scored one of them. So, yeah, I think obviously you mentioned that it wasn't the greatest game of football ever ever broadcast live in Sky Sports. <laughs> um, but that's just the way the cookie, cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Um, the Larn one, yeah, like, we're such a we're a bit of a mad team, I think. Like we've won away at Crusaders, won away at Gruntorn, um, and then struggle maybe to beat the teams that, you know, realistically, no disrespect that we should be beating. So 
Yeah, like would it surprise you if Corey went one there on Friday night? Absolutely no way. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but obviously, look, Lawrence Taylor are up. They they beat Lumfield away. Um, you know they'll be seeing it as Lumfield aren't in action at the weekend. So if they beat us, they're going to go two points behind. Albeit they they've played a game more. So, um, but well, does that add extra pressure to Lauren as well? Who knows? So, um, no, yeah, I think it's always tight enough games between the two teams, and there's never too much in it. And I was watching the, their game on Saturday night after I came home from Bali and I think they had Lee Bonus on the bench, Andy Ryan, Don Sloan and somebody else who are a bit of a cheat. They're cheating a wee bit there with, with having a bench like that. So um no, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one and, and yeah, like if we if we won there it wouldn't shock me. Um it's just you know, we're 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 a bit, we're a, we're just a bit of a mental team at at the moment. Uh, as a goalkeeper, Marty, I mean Johnny mentioned <clears throat> some of the striking talent or the forward talent at Larn. When you sit down as a goalkeeper and look at the clubs in the league, whose forward line do you think is the best or which one do you fear the most? Is it Alarn or Linfield or Glentorn, Crusaders or maybe it's Chevy? Who knows? I mean, which which one would you say was the stronger? Um, Good question. Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They've no, all got their own uh, strengths. Yeah, I can understand that. Definitely this year. Um. Obviously, Cliftonville, Wilson, and Gormley up front. <clears throat> like Joe, Joe Gormley has been Joe Gormley the last what ten years or whatever in, in the Irish League. You know his his records unbelievable. Um, he owes me a few pounds for his goal bonuses. <laughs> um, obviously, Anne Lumfield, Joel Cooper. Um, the honestly, you just have to. It doesn't matter who you're playing against, really. Um, you could look at top six teams and bottom six teams. It doesn't matter. Anybody can punish you. Um, mm-hmm. on their day, so you just have to prepare as if you're playing Lumfield or Lauren, or if you're playing of Unsitute the Irish Cup, or you know, it doesn't matter. You just have to be on your game, and um, as long as you're right, as long as you're mentally right, as long as you've trained right all week, then you'll fancy yourself against anybody, and that's just. That's just how it is. That's how I look at it, Emma. There is some talent in, in that league when you mention them, but last year, you know, credit to Chevy, Matthew Shevlin finished leading goal scorer in that league last year. Um, and I think sometimes it almost goes under the radar, you know, when people are talking about, you know, strikers in the league and all this here. I don't think Chevy sometimes maybe gets the credit that he, he should get. Honestly, I think Matthew Shevlin, see the work rate that is off the ball. It's unbelievable. I said, I said to all the boys every week. I says, look at Chevy, look at the work rate on him. He chases every ball. No, yes, he scores goals and he does things that strikers do. But off the ball, it's it's uh, it's amazing what he does. And um, you know, I've seen Chevy signed whenever he first came on to us. Um, denying the difference in him, <laughs> even his hold up play, his link up play, stuff like that. You know, and uh. I think Chevy's just going to get better, you know, and training as well, like shooting practices and shooting drills and stuff. Um, whenever he's on it, he's on it. Whenever he's off it, he's off it. <laughs> he'll lose some balls over at railway stand. He's put a few balls over at railway stand anyway. Let me tell you. <laughs> I suppose the the same could almost be said for Connor McHenry, couldn't it? Because Connor this season is probably looks like a different player that he has done previously at Korean, and I think, and just in terms of consistency wise. Uh, and he's reaping the rewards for it too. I think he nearly won every award going there in October, both for the club and across the league. So, I mean, have you noticed a change in him as well? 
Ah, uh, Connor, great to see. Like, uh, Connor's a great lad, you know, he's top lad. And uh, as you say, previous years, maybe he hasn't really had the heights that he can. Um, but Connor in training, I have a look on thing, and it's this man right footed or left footed, the way he strikes a ball. Um, he can strike a ball with both feet so pure. And um, some of the things he does in training, some of the goals he scores, and you're just like, wow. And now it's you're starting to see it on a Saturday um, on a game day. And everyone can see it. And uh, I think we must Connor Monday night. Just that mm-hmm. bit of excitement, that bit of attacking, for, forward play and stuff like that and getting on the ball. But um, he's definitely been the main man for us this year now. Um, and it's great to see and long may it continue. You think it's a case, Marty, you know, because everybody is different. Individuals are all different. Footballers also are different. Is it now a case that I think Connor's 25? I think, is it now the penny's dropping? He's maybe just maturing a little bit more and there's more you know there's a lot more to come from as I say he's only 25 he's still got hopefully a good career ahead of him as it now he's just starting it's all starting to click for him um as you say he's only 25 she's still young um he's probably just getting that more experience playing games um and I would say with Connor he's just enjoying it more mm-hmm. um I think that's if he's enjoying it then you'll see him at his best um, it looks like he's just took his shackles off um, and just gone out and his shoulders laid back and just enjoying, enjoying his football at the moment and it's great to see. Um, so as I say, long may continue, especially for Corain and um, he's, he's, he's showing the league now that what a talent he is. You know, we see it every night in training but now he's starting to show in, in a match day as well and it's great to see. It is great to see. Johnny, I mean, Connor's just one of those players that just lights up any game and you know people are always talking oh there's not enough flair players in the game and those game or those players are going out of the game and whatever else but those are the Connor when he's on on form those are the kind of players that people would pay money to go to a match to go to see and as Marty rightly says Korean really badly missed him on Monday nights just didn't have the same whatever the, the, the word unpredictability that Connor brings to the table yeah, and he's he's very very good at getting you up the pitch as well. Obviously, he was informed too, so I think that's the main thing that you're missing. It's obviously his tails up, and he'd scored a lot of goals. I was at seven goals there, and five games maybe or something like that. So, and I was in Sky as well, and you know things like that, and he might have tried to maybe put himself in the shot window or something something like that. So, no, yeah, we definitely missed him. Um, I think you're always going to you know that's like taking you know Jay Donnelly out of Glentoran's team or. You know, or, or taking Joe Cooper out of Lumfield's team, you're going to miss your you're probably your best attacking player. So, um, yeah, we we, we were no different. So, but yeah, look, we gave an opportunity to the others, and at the end of the day, it was that we got a point and we have to move on. So, look, Connor's back for Friday night. Hopefully, he can try and make up for for lost time and don't get don't don't get himself booked and um, and, try, <laughs> and try and get back on the try and get back on the on, on the goal trail. He, he, do, he does pick up some stupid bookings, doesn't he? It picks up a lot of bookings, but I think as well, but and I say this to everybody, I think if you take that sort of nearly a wee bit of edge out of Connor's game, he's probably not the same player. You know, I think he sort of I think he needs to get his frustrations out by either putting somebody or putting the ball away or, or telling the referee uh, what he thinks about him or things like that. So I think if you take out of his game, I think you take away a bit of Connor. I think that's genuinely how I feel about it. Um so oh uh, yeah, I think, you know, the bookings, um it's, it's the two players you can nearly name every week that might get a book in Connor and Dean Jarvis. So um it's a bingo card for the two of them. So um but no, listen, I think but I think you know if you take you know if you take 
if you take it, definitely take out your corners game, I think you don't have half the player. I think he needs to do something to sort of either calm himself down or rile himself up and and listen, his, his numbers this, this season speak volumes. Um, so I, I think, you know, this season you're not talking about corners, yellow cards, you're talking about his good performances and his goals. So that's all that matters. Speaking of Dean Jarvis and cards, do you think maybe he got away with one on Monday night? Uh, watching it back, it, it, it does look bad. Like, but I don't think... It probably just looks worse on the screen than probably what it was in, in person, if that makes sense. Um it's one of the ones where your boy runs by and it's like <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a child's race when a child runs by and you just you just trip him up, you can be bothered running after him. So um uh, but again it was a clear fight in Glags before the before the fight happened. So um so I have class and Dean got the yellow card and all in that area, he had a good performance. So I, I think Marty, you've had a couple of yellows mainly for time wasting, I think, have you? <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's the reason why I get booked for time wasting. I can remember. Um, There's games I remember, like it's like referee come up giving you a yellow, just tight wasting. Marty's just loving it. Hi, Marty's in two bookings, one in the league and one in the cup. Hey, telling you, telling you. I know why. Uh, Warren sent on the bookings there. I couldn't believe it. It's like, what? <laughs> but no, uh, no, you'll take them, take them for time wasting now. <laughs> Absolutely. Take it, take one for the team. Have you ever had a red card? Never, never been sent off. No, never, never. Marty, you might or might not be able to answer this. Uh, you could probably expect this question. I know you're good friends with, with young Paddy McLaughlin. Um, I take it, have you been speaking to him? Is he frustrated? With, I've seen his thing with the BBC. I think he's just frustrated at stuff coming out and things like that. And would that be your gist of it? Um, is this about the cork? About the cork, ah, job? Yeah, cork yeah. I know what uh, I know a few months ago he was offered that cork job. Um, but I think like Paddy's based in Derry. He's got a young, he's got a young daughter as well. So I think yeah. it's like the traveling and that put him off. Um, I think it, it, like Cork's a massive, massive club in Ireland. Like it's, I know they got relegated there, but they were getting like seven thousand, eight thousand at a home match yeah. um, this season. Um, so it's a massive club to go to. Uh, but uh, I haven't been talking to him. I haven't been talking to him in a while actually. Um. But I would say that it's just rumours. I'm not too sure, to be honest. Uh, I think I think if he's he's a dairy now. He, like I think he's enjoying himself at dairy. He's, he probably does want to be a manager again at some stage. You know, he's, and <laughs> Paddy's probably still young as well. Um, so he's now his assistant. But I would say Paddy is more of a manager than an assistant manager. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does in the near future. Um, be a manager again, but uh, regarding the cork, I think it's just rumors. I'm not. I think that's all. That's really to be honest. Well, it wasn't that long ago that cork were winning leagues and cups and stuff down down south, weren't they? You know, it's less than ten years ago they were one of the top teams. I remember uh, my days as a dairy fan. Yeah, a few years, good few years ago. Um, my uncle was playing him in Ben's da. Um, I used to go to the games and stuff, and who, who, who's your between... uncle? Eamon Dorty. <coughs> Didn't know that. Very good. Man. Um, I we uh, me and Ben would have went to the games and stuff, and uh, Derry and Cork were always sort of head to head challenging for mm-hmm. league titles and uh, FA cups and that. Um, mm. and then just as you say, in the last ten years, maybe they've just uh, uh... I think they're in bust. I think they had a problem financially, had a problem and stuff, and then they're down to the league. The, down the leagues then or whatever but I think who who was the manager back then 
Stephen Kenny would have been the manager there back in. Uh, I know. Cor- John, 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 John Caulfield. Aye, I think right. call but they, I remember um, watching, and as you said about the crowds, court crowds that were packed. Was it Turner's uh, Cross or something they play? Turner, Turner's Cross they play. Uh, even now this yeah. year, they would have 7,000, 8,000. No, it's a big club, big city and mm-hmm. that. So I'm sure it's a big job for, for whoever would, would step on it. Well, you, you mentioned like you followed Derry City and obviously Ben, your cousin. Um, what's the chat up there in terms of Derry's? Season, do people see it as a good season, bit of a frustrating, disappointing season, or what? What way do they, the people look at it? Um, speaking to Ben, in a way, he's obviously disappointed. Um, not wanting anything. Um, I was with him last week, and obviously that FA Cup final was on there on Sunday, so mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, the the players now they would have been disappointed watching the game instead of being at the game playing in the game. Um. Mm-hmm. But I think with Derry, you know, it's I think Derry people, Derry supporters are just somewhat deluded at times. You know, <laughs> they have to be realistic. Like uh, they're 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 competing every year against Shamrock Rovers, who are miles ahead financially and stuff like that. But you can see it, Derry's plans. You hear about their their plans, their development plans. Um, I know they have, I think they're getting a new stand put on the brand well as well, and off the pitch they're developing a training ground and stuff. So. It's great to see. It's great to hear about, and um, you know, uh, you'd love to see that I won a league. Mm. Um, in the not so near future, you know, it's they're a massive club, and you know, as I say, people in Derry, you know, they're all focused on football and Derry City. They're all Derry City mad. Me myself, mm. I haven't been at Derry match in years, but um, just talking to people around the town and that, you know, they've they're. Uh, they're really invested in it, and the last couple of years, obviously, last year they won the FA Cup, and they finished runners up. But this year they finished runners up. They had a good, good year in Europe this year as well. So, mm-hmm. no, they're definitely on the up. Like <clears throat> a few years ago, they were flipping in Division One, or they were fighting relegation. So they're going the right they way. Be, uh, they're going the right way. Exactly. That's it, Benny. And uh, Rory, the manager Rory Higgins, he was a, an interest observer on Monday night at the showgrounds. He was down out the match. Ah, uh, he don't know. Now. Um, he played for Corian, doesn't he? He's he did. he's a local lad. Lamavari is from so. Yeah, he did. He played a short time for Corian. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm sure he would have been doing taking the game on and watching, watching a few players and that and showing an interest definitely. Um, but no, it's 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 good to see we there and uh, as I say, they're on the up. So. Hmm. Um. I. I mean, it, Johnny Derry silly thing. I mean. You know Ben, you're friendly with Ben, you're friendly with Jamie McGonagall and stuff as well. Um, I suppose ultimately coming so close this year but falling just a bit short ultimately is a bit frustrating and disappointing for them, given the investment that, that has been put into the club. Yeah, I think you can look at it both ways. I think, obviously, Charlotte Rovers, they've won four in a row now and any other, you know, any other probably era, dare I say, probably won the last few leagues. It's just a shame, you know. You, you know, you look at Liverpool there recently. If any other era, you know, maybe they won a couple more leagues instead of Man City. It's just always seems to be um, another team that just obviously just seemed to get over the line. But they have to, as Ben or as Marty rightly said, there, you know, they, they've come on leaps and bounds um, the last couple of years, and and they're they're probably just a 25, 30 season goal striker, just short. They add the add the strikers that they have and. I think every every probably every manager would say they're they're looking for one of them. So, um, yeah, so I think that's just 
always just putting the ball in the back of the net. It's a, a slight difference. But again, look, they've, they've qualified for Europe again. Um, already said, you know, they had a good run in Europe last year as well. So, um, yeah, they're always keeping an eye for the results, obviously, because there's obviously Jamie there and Ben there and, and Jack is there too. So, and Evan, well, Evan was there. So, you always know, <coughs> keep an eye out and, and how they're getting on. And, and listen, they're, they've always, a few of them have, they've all came back to the showgrounds. They, they take out a match and I know they're, they're all well thought of. So, no, yeah, you, you try and keep an, keep an eye on, on how they're getting on. And, and just on Jackie, Kieran Hargan. Lovely to see Marty that the Derry City giving them an, another year, one year contract for anybody that doesn't know. I mean, Jackie has had a horrendous time with injuries. He, he did his ACL and then came back from that. I think then did it a second time. He hasn't kicked the ball for ages, but it's tribute to Derry City that they've offered him a one year contract. I mean, that's a nice show of loyalty from a club, isn't it? I definitely, you know, Jackie's, you speak to Jackie's Derry City three and three, you know. If, You'd say to Jackie, who do you support? Derry City. No, who do you really support? Derry City. He's <laughs> Derry City mad, so he is. And, you know, I play with Jackie at Institute um, whenever he just came through. I think he was 18, 19 maybe at the time. And great lad, you know, great, great lad. And, uh, I met him a few times in the gym and stuff like that, um, doing his rehab work and stuff. And, you know, Jackie was frustrated. Um, and then, as you say, horrendous, doing it twice um, with injury. But hopefully now I was chatting to Ben last week and he was saying he, he, he probably could have went back on the team training, but they don't want to rush him back um, because the season was nearly finishing. So hopefully Jackie gets a good pre-season under his belt now and, and kicks on and gets him back on the day team because he's a great talent, great talented footballer and um, it'll be a great addition. It'll be like a new signing for Derry next year um, coming back on. So no, it's great to see. And as you say, Derry showing their loyalty towards him and mm-hmm. giving him that new contract extension. Um no, it's it's good. It's good for Derry and it's good for Jackie as well. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed for the guy because, I mean, that's his livelihood too. Into the bargain, <clears throat> he's had it taken away from him for the last two years. And Johnny, we we know Jackie well from his time at Korean. Did brilliantly for Korean. Got his dream move to Derry City, and it has not gone as he would have expected or hoped. So we wish him well, and he's a lovely fellow to boot as well, isn't he? Nah, he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Hey, Scotch, you know. Never, never does not have a smile on his face, and I'm nearly certain. I nearly certainly doesn't drink. He gave um, me a lift home from the lodge one night after a do, which I'd be forever grateful of. Over, <laughs> I, I'm nearly certain he doesn't. He doesn't take a drink. Yeah, he'd probably he probably all the, the life and soul of the party. So, um, no, he's a good lad. Um, really good attitude as well by all accounts. And and look, I would love to see him just come back to the football pitch and just play football, regardless of whether that's Derry, wherever, wherever it is. Um, I know he's Derry three and three, so. Fingers crossed that all the worst is behind him. And if there's somebody that deserves a wee bit of luck, it's definitely Jackie. And he was a good player for Corey. And, and yeah, I suppose if he was to leave us, and I think Derry is probably the only club that I'm sure he probably would have went to. So uh, living the dream. So fingers crossed he gets back onto the pitch and safe and sound and whatever else. With the league over down south now, Marty, and then <clears throat> I think already a lot of the clubs are sort of making moves, you know, and they're releasing some players and obviously there's there's jockeying for positions down south in terms of personnel. You're well placed, you know, do you hear, like, will there be much movement, say, from players that are maybe currently playing in the League of Ireland, maybe joining clubs up here come January? Would you expect to be much activity in that respect? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Definitely not. Now, um, 
you would have heard like obviously some of the big names uh, there I would have been linked with uh, your, your man uh, Rory Gaffney Shamrock Rover striker they were looking for him and uh, I think I fell through mm-hmm. and they were looking for Pat Hoban um, and then I seen that Lauren were linked to Pat Hoban as well from Dundalk um, I think it's, it's like League of Ireland Irish League you know they're they're, they're catching up with each other now yeah. in terms of the leagues and stuff and, and players are moving from League of Ireland to Irish League look at Chris Shields left a very successful Dundalk team he was a massive player for Dundalk and went to Lanfield and but no, there is players that are moving um, from league to league. So no, you wouldn't mm. be surprised. Definitely not. Um, and there are, as you say, there's players that are out of contract there at the moment that are free agents and stuff. So I'm sure the Irish League players are looking in the league Ireland, and league Ireland are looking at the Irish League as well. So mm-hmm. no, I mean, be, I'm sure there will be movement from from clubs. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, would you expect any movement, and, and even particularly for Korean? I mean, is it a market there that you think Korean could be looking at come January? Probably, but again, it's all just heaven's just up in the air with investment and whether or not when, when, or if we're going to go full time. There's probably a thousand and one different different questions. I think um, there's no, you know, as we just mentioned, like Derry is a great catchment area and Donegal, so you've, you've them and Finn Harps and, and teams like that. So, and yeah, it just depends if somebody comes available that's better than what we have as well, I suppose. So, yeah, I can't see any reason why not. I think um, the January transfer window has always been brave and good to Korean. Um, so yeah, it depends what Owen wants and needs, and and what's out there, and what we can afford, and I think it's just, and whether you know whether can a player go full time or not. It's just so many different questions. It's, I think the next two windows for Korean are are going to be absolutely mental. I think in in all seriousness, because you just don't know whether guys can go full time or or if we do go full time or you know is a full time going to be in place for January or it's just so many different. It's just so many question marks over over certain things and so yeah I think obviously look at the investment comes through and I'm sure Orn they trying to look at players to bring in on a full time basis uh, Marty in your career is it too late for you to go full time or is that <laughs> um, is there hope know, is there still be, hope uh, still hope yet uh. <laughs> look, uh, look here listen it's fantastic for the club and uh, for the community core and they see that they're going to they they might get this uh, through this full time through, um, and it'll only be benefit Corrine as well. Um, the club, um, you can see there, league now clubs are moving full time, and um, you have to compete, you have to you have to push the boat out, and um, it's great to see. And as Johnny says, things are up in the air at the minute. You know, also as players, we don't really know what's happening at the minute. Um, there doesn't really much talk about it to be honest. Nobody's really focusing on it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure whenever we'll 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 find out whenever we need to find out really. Um, yeah, as players, you you don't really talk about it. As players, you just concentrate on the football side of things. Is that right? Ah, uh, that's it. That's um, as I say, we'll find out. When we need to find out. You know, we're we're not really nobody's really talked about it in the change room. We haven't really heard much about it. Um, it's all sort of gone quiet to be honest. Um, so I'm sure it's uh, whenever it does happen. Hopefully it does happen, um, and it'll just benefit Korean Football Club really, um, and it'll be great to see for the community, for court, for the club, for everyone involved. You know, it's it's exciting. It's exciting times, definitely. It is. It's it's weird too because nobody knows 
kind of what they expect from it. And I think that's the bit that's that's weird, isn't it? Because we're in that limbo period now where we sort of don't know. We're part-time at the moment. We're talking a full-time. So we just, we're caught, aren't we, really? And, and that doesn't help matters either because you can't fully commit to one or the other, I think, either, which doesn't help, Marty. That's it, I um <clears throat> obviously at the moment Corey's part time, you know, and I would say ninety percent of the change room have jobs as well as 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 Corain, you know. So so everyone's loving the, the part time lifestyle as such, um, having a job as well as football. Um, so yeah, look, I'm sure it'll happen when it needs to happen and it'll, it'll, you know, we'll find out when we need to yeah. find out and it's it's uh it's a welcome no it's a distraction no it's not a distraction but it's it's just something that we haven't really been focusing on or haven't really been talking about so mm-hmm. um well, uh but uh, yeah here listen it's exciting it's great to see and especially for the younger lads you know coming through even on the twenties and stuff like that coming through and the, the youth and all it's it's going to benefit the whole club uh, right from the bottom through to the, the first team and um it's it's good it's definitely welcomed. Good. You'll be all right. You'll get a good few years full-time out of it, yeah. I mean, what, <laughs> how long would you like to play for, Marty? Do you have a, a figure in your head or do you just take it a season to season or what? Okay, look, as I say, I'm 33. Um, I've actually started trying to look after my body a bit better now. Um, dip my hand in a wee bit of yoga and stuff like that. Uh, started that recently. Um, just trying to eat better trying to stretch more you know Very because good. it is it is it's it's a short career and listen mm. you have to you do have to look after yourself um you know you look at i'm 30 i just turned 33 here you look at goalkeepers in the league you know they're 36 37 38 um, yeah. there's ones that are in their 40s so playing maybe not playing at the the top level but playing in leagues below so Look, I love it. I I play football for the enjoyment and for the love of love of it. You know, it's it's something that um I enjoy. I, lo- I love doing. Um, I would say, Damien, whenever I finish having that hunger, whenever I don't feel like I want yeah. to be a part of it anymore, that's whenever I'll 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 stop. But at the moment, you know, I I feel that I'm sorry, but I still feel like I've got a lot. Uh, I've got a lot to give. Right. Still. Uh, and as they have dipped my hand in a bit of coaching as well, so whenever I do finish playing, I definitely want to get into the coaching side of it. And and uh, it's it's as I say, it's for the love of, of, of football, as they say, really. So you're a long time retired, as they say. So you have to try and <laughs> stretch out for as long as you can. Exactly. What about that's it. Then. Before you wrap up, you you talk about the enjoyment and playing. Obviously, is enjoyment part. And I often think about. The poor goalkeepers when you're when you're standing there, and of all the players in the team, you're the guys that take the most abuse, I suppose, from fans, both your own fans and opposition fans. <laughs> I mean, you said earlier on the podcast you're you're strong mentally, and do you have to be to listen to the absolute shite that you have to listen to sometimes? Oh, here, listen that as I say, I enjoy every battle of football and see you getting abused. It's it, Good crack, you know. It's it's something that you after the game when the when the final whistle goes, you'll laugh about it and stuff like that. During the game, you know, it's just noise. That's all it is. It's just noise. But uh, when you get in the change room and I'd say to Dean, say you should have heard that of yourself. You should have heard what was said, or he would say to me, you should have heard what they were calling me the other day. And 
some of the things are funny, like some of the things are, are, are good crack now, but uh, as you say, both sides, Corey fans and the opposition fans will give you a bit of abuse. So. Okay, Here, but that's that, it's all, you have to take it, you have to take it, that's that, it. That's it. That, do you know what, that's just part of the game and it's been part of the game for as long as any of us have been involved. And again, I'd seen something about Aaron Ramsdale and he was saying that he actually engages with the fans because he said something they can't concentrate for the 90 minutes. So he actively goes in and banters with the fans to keep his attention. Like I mean... Uh, Strange. I uh, know. I don't think I could do that. No, I, my concentration levels aren't the best at most of the time. You know, I can uh, <laughs> be a distraction for me there. I don't know what Owen would say if, was, if he turned around and he see me. No, I, I, I don't know. But I mean, Johnny, poor keepers do have to listen to some garbage, don't they? Aye, they do. I think if you had like a GoPro on and recorded some of the footage, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a cracker. That's, um, that's an idea, actually. Yeah. But uh, I think Ben Foster done something like that, did he not, for a while? So I'll listen. Uh, I think. He, Goalkeepers are just mad anyway, so like probably nothing phases them, you know. What I mean, like oh. you know, if somebody calls you, you know, well, you don't need to use the words for an hour, like what <laughs> is it? You're you're on the net, you know, you're absolutely mental anyway. So um it must be especially at Korean because the nets at Korean, the fans are just like literally right. Ah, you go out and you go out and basically punch one of it, you're that close to them and Oh yeah, listen. Obviously, behind the really end for years and some of the stuff. He, I remember he used to be a fan that shouted Baldy, Alan Blaney, and I swear he shouted at him for about forty-five minutes. And I do. He must have had the sorest throat for about two years after it. And oh yeah, the oh, just one of them things. And goalkeepers, they, they, to be fair, most of them can take it, and that's the thing. Most of them can take it, you know, and they appreciate it too. That's probably a bit of banter as long as it doesn't go obviously go overboard. So um, yeah, we've seen some good keepers down at showgrounds through the years and. Elliot Morris, I seen him on Tuesday night or Monday night there, and he broke he broke our hearts about a thousand times. We might have seen just he always makes the glens. So, oh, listen, there's it's one of them things, and it's football, and as long as it doesn't go overboard, and you have a bit of bit of, bit of crack and a and a bit of banter. But it is, it's just it is part of the game, Marty, and you have to just get used to it as a goalkeeper, and that's just the bottom line. If you can't if you can't take the abuse, don't be a goalkeeper. I think is the the message. That's it. As Johnny says, as long as it doesn't uh, cross the line as well, you know, it's it's banter at the end of the day. It's the sport at the end of the day. And, uh, well, for me, I know I just, I love getting up out of your side, I love just turning around, giving a wee wank or a wee smile and stuff like that. And <laughs> that's the best thing to do. And as long as you don't react the wrong way, it's uh, it's welcomed. You know, it's it's about a crack and it's all part of the game, you know. I think that's it's what makes it it's special and makes the Irish League special too, is because you can get up close and personal, can you? And maybe other other leagues in England and stuff, you can't really. So it's it's kind of unique in that respect, and and it adds to the whole occasion, doesn't it? That's it, definitely. Um, going to like like the solitude, not the fans are right on top, you know, and the abuses. Some of the things they say is brilliant, like funny. So you can you can say it on here, but no, it's, oh, it's, there's 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 a book in there somewhere. You should be writing them down and keep them for your memoirs <laughs> when you when you do finish. But I hear guys talking of finishing. We will we will have to wrap it up there. We, we we've taken up enough of Marty's time and his day off as it is. Um, my two dogs are still needing walk. Johnny, I don't know what your plans are, but no, go for a good run. But I've got one last question for Marty, and then we're going. Uh, Marty, you will be joining the Belfast Giants like Peter Jake. No, 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 no
I've seen that. I've seen that today. That's unbelievable, isn't it? That's, <laughs> some, that's some signing there, eh? Yeah, I think I think he is pretty decent. They reckon that he is. Yeah, you reckon he is very that's good. Amazing, probably, so, um, no, I think, I think he, he did. He not guess for them last year, maybe or something. No, like, I think I think, I think yeah. he is. I think he is pretty handy as as a keeper. Yeah. In the league, so. Uh, pretty mad when I, when I woke up and seen it this morning for sure it is it's a it's a high profile sign it's a good PR thing for the Giants I think the Giants are probably losing out nothing on it anyway so um, yeah he's, mm. I think it's an emergency cover so is he, is he going to play I don't follow him I would doubt it very much if he is going to play maybe so, um, it's a wee job for Marty when he finishes get them all padded up <laughs> think I'm in there you'll be alright I'll be alright okay, I don't know that no, well, just just stick to the football, you'll be, you'll be grand. So, well, here, Marty, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a good old chat for an hour or so there. Uh, covered a lot of things. Good luck uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, you and Deansy fight it out for that number one spot. Whoever gets it, I'm sure you'll, you'll do a good job. And, and hopefully when we go to Larne on Friday, we can just keep that bit of momentum going that we've built up. And, and who knows, as Johnny said, Marty, Corian could pull off a bit of a, a surprise result on Friday. That's it, Di. Look, we'll train tonight. Um, we'll train hard tonight, get ready for Friday. Um, we're going to have this uh, game plan set up. We'll have us well organised. Um, hard to beat. We'll go down. We'll go down to win the game, first and foremost. Um, you know, Amber Park's been good this last last few years. You know, we've always done well down there. So, look, we've, we'll, we'll go down with full of confidence, as I say, from the last few results we've had. And uh, bring it on, really. We'll just enjoy it and, and hopefully get three points. And Davey McDavid, the late late winner. Davey will late winner. I hopefully I'll be great. I love love nothing more than that. It, David no, is going you, right now. You, you love that, right? You heard it. You heard it here first. So, Marty, <laughs> thank you for your time. Enjoy your the Thanks rest very of much. Your, your day and your training, Johnny. Thank you very much, uh, and thank you to everybody who continues to listen to the podcast. We always appreciate the feedback, good and bad. Also, thanks to the Lodge Hotel for their continuing sponsorship. And uh, we will speak again next week, hopefully after a Korean win away at Iron. So, as ever, take care and come on the bandsiders.